Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and the DC Talk reunion cruise. <laughs> Going right into it, dive my head deep. Uh, I, I'm going to have to set this one out. <laughs> so, uh, DC Talk totally did a complete fake out and just like said that they were going to have a big announcement. Guess what, guys? They're making a ton of money getting old people to go on a cruise with them. For the low, low price of $1,000 a person. Oh, I have no idea what their cost it's, is. It's the cheapest as they think I'm $1,000 sure. a person. You're probably going to be on like a, a triple bunk bed. <laughs> You're, like, you're sleeping down where you open the porthole and it's not a porthole. It's like you have to get a shovel cold to get the, out of your room. What's the Futurama episode where they open yeah. up the open up the curtain? It's like <laughs> nuclear, like nuclear blast in his face, yeah. nuclear yeah. exhaust. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, I think is it actually called the Jesus Freak Cruise? It is just it is called the Jesus Freak Cruise. It's oh, not 1996. Oh my gosh! I don't care what they may say. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I, I knew it was coming. With they, it's like every week. Man. It is. There's some just, some a, re- just a repository of crap '90s uh, music. A, a cruise is just all right. <laughs> no, I'm never going to go on a DC Talk cruise. Um, I, I, you, you know what's hilarious? I saw it today, and I, my first thought was Michael's going to go. No, 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 no. I swear to you, no. my first thought was, where is Michael going to land on this issue? It is absolutely a money grab. Well, That's of course it's a money is. grab. Hey, we're going to go on a free cruise and... Yeah. So the better question is, when we, have, when we get really, really popular, can we have an inglorious pastor's cruise? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so we open <laughs> this cruise. No, so we open the... So here, no, I can it's do you like what? a 30-foot dinghy. I can do you one better. Okay, to listeners, we opened a Patreon last week. If you want us to go on the DC Talk Jesus Freak Cruise, pay for our tickets and we will do a live podcast from the oh Jesus Freak Cruise. Yeah. yeah. On the Lanai deck. Yeah. At the, the pool. Lanai. No, 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 no. On the poop deck. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're going to do it on the poop deck. Wouldn't all of a Jesus Freak cruise be the poop deck? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so <laughs> since we just you know jumped right in there, let's uh, go ahead and do it. We just offended probably a good half dozen listeners, I'm guessing. Well, I just, I, I don't think there's got to be some. Okay, okay. Good. I, I've, been, I've been thinking about this day, trying to figure out where I land on it. Yeah. So. If you like DC Talks music, I'm fine with that. It's a nostalgia bomb. I like plenty of my own nostalgia bombs. Yeah, Toby Mac is back in the DC <sighs> track. Is Here jacked. we go. It is. It's just, if you don't you stop, say, he's not. You can't stop. say freaking anything without him doing. <laughs> it. If you don't stop, he's not going to stop. So, uh, if you like the music, but don't go on the cruise. It's just a money grab. It's a just. <clears throat> Making money off the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that, that's a. An old song that's yeah. not actually. I'm fine with you liking DC Talk. Just don't do the cruise. Just don't. Yeah. Don't do the cruise. <laughs> He's talking to you, Michael. Don't do it. I seriously. <laughs> I literally. I, I thought you would be excited about the cruise. No, I, no, no, no. I, did. I would be. I would actually be excited about an album. Like I would actually listen to the album and be excited about it. You guys would listen to it too. Don't even pretend. No, no I really no, wouldn't. Yes, you no. would. No, I absolutely yeah. would not. <laughs> yep, you would. Okay. I don't care what you say. You, you know me long. I don't care what you do. Um. As long as you love me. <laughs> All right, so let's do roll call. I'm here. Hey, Brad's here. Um, Matt, are you Present. here? All right, Brandon, are you here? Hello, hello. Ah, hey. Mikey, are you here? Brandon, I, I am here. Present. Present. So uh, Brandon is a guest uh, of ours this week. Um, he is an author. 
He is an author. He's an author. He's a renowned author. Renowned author. He wrote. Renowned author. Where did you get on the? You got sort of highish up on the Amazon charts with your last book, didn't you? No. No. I swear, I thought you did. It was. You've got a lot of great reviews for sure. Yeah. I read. I read multiple reviews that were really, really solid. Yeah, I mean, if if you reach out to enough people and ask them to write a nice review, they will. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what, what we, we do. That's what we do. <laughs> that's yeah. totally what we yeah, do. We, just make we get it. We Jesus. totally get it. Um, so you wrote a book. Your most recent, your first book was Unearthed: How Discovering the Kingdom of God Will Transform the Church and Change the World. Yep. And then your most recent book is, and then the end will come. And you've currently got a podcast out about that. Yep. I've listened to every episode. I love it. Very, very cool. And um, he writes a blog, brandonandrus.com. I do. I'm saying all this stuff for you so you don't have to. Um, and then <laughs> we'll you also have another blog, um, a joyful pro- procession. Yep. Dot wordpress.com. Yep. No, oh, that one is about your backpacking. hiking, backpacking yeah, trips, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, been going on, I've been doing backpacking for eight to ten years. And I realized when I was planning for it that there's just nothing out there at all to do any you know, real planning. And so I just started it and it, it I mean, it's, it's huge. I mean, tons of people, it's kind of like my off, you know, site that yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. like the big thing. And so a lot of people jump on it and look at the pictures and get ideas the about pictures trips. Are pictures are just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been so fortunate to go to great I wish places. I wasn't so out of shape. I could <laughs> go on a trip. <clears throat> Very cool. And I backpacked then, for seven miles in the Smokies for two days, and I thought I was going to die. I, you, I cannot believe you backpacked. I it was fun. It I was fun. Once. Outside of the fact that the first year we went, I had a 50-pound pack on, right? Oh, no. Yeah, which was really stupid, first of all. Secondly, I decided I'll just buy my hiking shoes at Walmart. Oh, yeah, I had that work out for you. Yeah, it, did, it, it well, didn't work. No, it did not work <laughs> because the first day we were in the rain and it was almost all downhill. Yeah. And blisters. I blisters the size of silver dollars yeah, on both of my that. feet. Yep. And so the next day we did three, the last three miles out and I was like, Oh man, I was it was bad. It yeah. hurt. A lot. I'm not expert, but I'm getting close. You're the so, yeah. the most expert I know. Yeah, I'm You're not. I don't. Experted. I'm not making those mistakes, Brad. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I didn't the second time I did it. Surely didn't make those mistakes. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a good pair of hiking boots that time. And then, have you talked? Or is it announced that you're doing another anything? <laughs> What's on the horizon, Brandon? I love your do tell. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. Spoiler alert! Uh, I might have to edit this out. Who yeah. Knows? So, I think, I, I think I'm confident at this point to say that I'm writing another book, and you know, it, it's it's feast or famine with writing. Oh, sure. Yeah. And you know, it's it's that way with art in general, I guess. But for me. Um, after the last one, I just thought, I'm tapped out, I'm done, I have nothing, and I just kind of went into this huge hiatus, hibernation, and it was strange. About 10 months ago, inexplicably, I just started having this massive download into my head. Over three days, I was mowing the grass, and I would stop, and I would type on my iPhone, and then I'd mow and stop, yeah. and I bet people are like, this guy is such a Jesus freak. But, <laughs> 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 Coming to a cruise near you, Brand, exactly. author Brandon. It's going to be littered all throughout the podcast tonight. <laughs> but yeah, so over three days, I just had a ton of material, and I just set it aside and said, "I'm not doing anything with this." And over the last probably three weeks, um, you know, a few things have happened, and talked to a few people, and 
finally just kind of came out of this uh, this hole that I was in, hiding in, and I just felt. It's great when you feel alive again. It's yeah, great when you sure. feel like that, you know, everything mm-hmm. is just flowing and everything's in sync and, you know, you shouldn't have said that. That's going to sit my <laughs> Cue the nine-month writer's like, block. You guys must have spent a little more time. Oh, I've got to watch. It, it, it's like a everywhere you walk here is like landmines. You know, yes. Michael, Michael's going to break into song. No matter <laughs> what you say. We just walk in. just kind of wade through it. And hope it, it is. Hope it goes it's away. walking on eggshells. But you and... put your foot down and you hear the noise and you're like, you realize it. You're like, oh, crap. Here it comes. So, you just anyway, wait for the explosion. Yeah, actually, the next book is called uh, Eyes Open, Learning to uh, See Beauty in the Wreckage. Learning to See Beauty oh, in the Wreckage. Oh, man, that's great. And mm. I, I'm really, really pumped about it. It's different than everything that I've written so far. It's more me just telling stories and just kind of walking through that. Yeah. Um, the other books have been so different from each other, and I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah I really like it. Uh, and then the end will come. Yeah, we bought when that, when that came out. We uh, oh, bought for Barnard Church. copies for everybody at the church and had him read it, and it was really good. It's very entertaining. It's very funny, funny, good, read. good read. It, it was. Com- I don't. I mean, you guys know, but I mean, the whole thing was tongue in cheek. Right. It yes. was just yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so yeah, sure. kind of a cynical take on the end times, yeah. and I'm not an end times guy by any stretch, but I started getting really irritated i think in some sense about people who start wigging out about anything that's going yes. on globally yeah. nationally oh, you know, economically in october so, right. exactly <laughs> yeah. people just freak out and yeah. then you hear people saying well should i buy a generator well should i buy <laughs> you know stock up with food and well you know all this stuff. because if revelation right. is literal right. really the generator is going to be what's <laughs> made right? exactly yeah, good luck with that. Headed dragon that grows another head when you. Personally, I've already bought all of my. I've bought five of the Jim Baker food buckets. Oh, so I, 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 am, about that. I am ready to go. That's awesome. That, when that happens, yeah. Oh man, I yeah. forgot about the. Food so buckets. yeah, I just got to the point with that where I was like, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm frustrated, and people need to realize that if you are someone who follows Jesus, your present occupation your present identity is right here and right now and extending the kingdom of god presently throughout the bad times throughout the good times no matter the thick or thin that we're in we continue to break ourselves open and pour ourselves out for other people to demonstrate the self-sacrificial love of god in everything and it's like that's what we need to know and i don't know i i I want people to read it. The the next uh, episode of it, which is coming out this Friday evening at some point, it is the home run swing. It you know I've been recording it and I just start sweating. I'm just like (laughs) really going after it. So I'm I'm pumped about it. Pumped about the podcast. I have about four more weeks of it left, and then I'll close that out, and that'll be done, and people can just listen to that whenever they want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely download. Or buy it on Amazon. If you yes, enjoy your reading, buy the book on Amazon for sure. Uh, I did get a sneak peek chapter of the of the next book. It's, it's very good. amazing. Thank you. Um, I really, really. How did I, don't, I not get a sneak peek? Well, you didn't give him a five star review, bro. You gotta, <laughs> did you I miss that? I, it? It was kind of a catch, that. you know. I was like, if you come over to my podcast and give it a nice review, <laughs> then I would send you a copy. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I guess for your for your that. listeners, though, seriously, if yeah. they want to come over to, yeah. and then the end will come! Exclamation mark. Uh, on the podcast, give me a rating, five star. Of 
course. And I will uh, be happy to send you the first copy of my next book. Give a four-star um, review. He's like, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just send you three. You get, you get three-fourths yeah, of that right. chapter. Yeah. You'll get the whole thing. You'll get everything yeah. but like the crescendo <laughs> up at the end of the that's chapter. Right. It's yeah. very, very good. Thank very, you. Very, very good. Well, and, really. and I mean, I can say this, reading Brandon's stuff over the last few years, like, his writing is exceptionally good. I will say that. Not to blow smoke up your butt or anything. You get like, published uh, occasionally in the Columbus, Indiana newspaper, correct? Yes. You're right. <laughs> when, when you when you read it, like when you read his stuff, you kind of know that he sort of lives on a different plane. Yeah. Like he would never say that. I know no. he would never say that. That's but cool. Knowing you long enough, Brandon lives on a different plane. <laughs> like it's just, um, you know, the, the first interaction, Brandon, that I had with you ever, I had never actually met you, and I remember this was like shortly after I quit ministry. Uh, youth ministry quit the first time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The first time I quit the first time. Uh, like, out of the blue, you sent me a message on Facebook, and you were like, hey, man, if you ever need to talk, just let me know. And I was yeah. like, wait, what the, holy crap. Who are you? No, I mean, I was like, but I, like, I yeah. knew of you. Yeah. Through uh, a mutual through friend. Mutual friend yeah. and through Matt. And yeah. I was like, wow, like that, like, you don't, you shouldn't have to do that. Like, that's awesome, though. Like, that's, so that, like, the first, just so you know the type of person you're dealing with here, listeners. He's better than all of us. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, there will be, no, no, no. There, it will, it, that will become very, very obvious here <laughs> shortly, yeah. uh, if it hasn't already. Brandon talking to us, yeah. farting into the microphone. Basically. But I switched, I, I appreciated that so much. Yeah. Like, it, it, that meant a lot to me, because I was, I was in the process of losing my faith. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, all right, like which, I am. <laughs> losing your religion I lost that probably long before I lost my faith I'm not but, sure losing uh, your religion yeah I'm not sure losing your religion is a bad thing <laughs> the song sucks um, hey no come but, on but uh, um, that was I don't know that was just a big thing for me and I always really I don't know that I ever said thank you for yeah, that. I appreciate yeah, it I appreciate it and you, you guys are way too kind and <clears throat> you know I'll just say that I think that to kind of pull this all together uh, right at the beginning probably the reason I sent it um, is because we all walk a similar path, yeah, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that that's where, you know, I, I kind of know where you guys have been and mm-hmm. I know what you've been through and yeah. I'm a little bit older. So, you know, it, it it's always, you always need uh, people to encourage and lift you up and walk alongside you no matter who it is, you know? And, yeah. Well, the most powerful words in the English language are me too. You know, yeah. just that, Which is that, really just that, be the mantra of the church. It just it just that empathy yeah. and that coming alongside <clears throat> you and saying, "Yeah, this sucks, and I'm here yeah. for you." Not even have answers necessarily, but just yeah, to say, yeah, "Hey, I'm it. I'm walking with you." That's yeah. right. So, yep. Anyway, now we're going to go into the "What are you drinking?" section. Oh man, that seems uh, like wow. We haven't got to that. Yeah, we haven't got to this. Yeah, we're, we're this we just jumped right ever. in. That's yeah. Okay. Um, so this round uh, is on Adam McKearley, uh at. A-T-O-M, whosoever, uh, on Twitter. Um, he is the very, very first... Um, Thanks, Adam. The very, very first person to support us on Patreon. So um, if you go to patreon.com slash pastorspodcast, mm-hmm. um, you can support us. Um, just $1 um, can get you on the Pastors Pub uh, group on Facebook. And I'll just say, for just having four of us, it's been a lot it's of fun. It's been a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. It's been a ton of fun. <laughs> it's We've... been the three of us and then Adam, and it's been the fun. It's yeah. been really fun. It has been a ton yeah. of fun, and it's... You know, we are interacting. We're talking about um, just random stuff. I mean, everything. Music, yeah. DC talk, beer. <laughs> yeah, um, seriously, it's been a little bit of everything. There's been. We found out he wants to open a uh, 
A barbecue place, a right? Barbecue place slash church, which I could not be any more on board with <laughs> uh-huh. that than yeah. I am, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like, you and he wanted to be something like Roadhouse, and I said, as long as if there's bar fights, I'm moving to Texas yeah. where he lives to do that. So, yeah. So, thank you, Adam. This one, this rounds on you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Yep. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, anyone else that wants uh, to give us a round, uh, hit us up on uh, Patreon. Yeah, very cool. You can find out how. Um, Go ahead. Brad, what are you doing? No, okay, okay. You go first. Yeah, you right, go, I'll first. go first. You never so, go first. This week I am drinking Upland uh, Brewing Company's Campside Session IPA. Uh, it's brewed to leave no trace. And I am actually <laughs> going to agree to that because I thought it would be kind of smoky. Like, can't, there's no, a picture no, of a campfire. Not it's so it's smooth. It's just a straight IPA. It's a session IPA, um, so it's meant to be just, just yeah. drunk. Well, just the campside, like, mm-hmm. it makes me think that. No, the first time I had it, I thought I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I can get a marshmallow, make some chocolate. I wasn't thinking some that, s'mores. but I was thinking it was going to be a little smoky. And, yeah. But it's very good. It's yeah, very it's delightful. Good. I was actually uh, at Upland uh, today. I've been there forever. I just back there. Was that on the panel? They make good beers, man. They really do. I mean, they, they make really good food, too. Yeah, they do. Yes, very, very good. Uh, Brad, what do you got? Uh, I'm drinking Romantic Chemistry IPA by Dogfish Head. Uh, it is a India Pale Ale brewed with mango, apricots, and ginger. It's really nice. Oh, wow. They just, good. Dogfish Head just, I don't know that I've ever had anything from that hasn't been just exceptionally good. Yeah. It's also exceptionally expensive, but it's yeah. very good. So Thanks, Adam. Yeah, you, you were <laughs> buying it. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, Matthew. Uh, I've got the Samuel Adams IPA sampler pack. It has four of their IPAs in it. Uh, tonight is the Rebel IPA. Um, it's pretty tasty, man. Yeah, uh, West Coast style hops. Um, it's very, very good. I had their Cascade last night, and I swear when I cracked the can up and I smelled a pine tree because they have got pine mm. hops. I mean, it's like it literally was like getting hit in the face yeah, with a pine it. branch. Mm-hmm. I don't drink a lot of like... Good. Um, Very hoppy, and I'd, you don't drink. You're not a big IPA guy. I'm not. I, I'm okay with IPAs. I'm. I'm learning this as I go along. But I'm not a big uh, mass production kind of guy. Like I've never. But Sam drank. Adams. I see. Sam Adams. I'm okay with. They yeah. still. They still. That's the. Sort of, that was where I was. Going. They seem to still care a little bit. They, about they, their yeah, beer, they still have sort of that micro brew feel. But and they're they, definitely a big company. Yeah. They help uh, micro breweries get started too, which right. I think is really awesome. But they, I've never. They have the bald guy with the beard. Right? They yes. did. That's yes. right. Yeah, he's on the commercials yeah. and stuff. So yeah. we, and they we, heard, we trust that guy. We do they, trust they, that They encourage their employees to brew at home and like. And actually, I think they, if they think it's good enough, they like yeah. actually produce yeah. Yeah. employees. They do some. Really, I mean, they do really good stuff. They do just yeah. across the board. The thing that's good about them is they're big enough that they can experiment with like all sorts of exotic ingredients mm-hmm. and different things. Which is nice, and, and the couple that with the fact that they actually seem to care about what their beer yeah, tastes like is still really. They're still independent. They are. Yeah. I've yeah. never had uh, Budweiser before, not ever. You're really you're not missing. You're not missing much. Or as we as they call it now, America. Yeah, did you see that? I don't even know. <laughs> I have not had no. America beer. Uh, owned by a Belgium conglomerate. Yeah, but yeah it's America already. Right. I think America. they misspelled it. They they shouldn't have left the A on at the top. Yeah. Said America. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, what do you got there, buddy? Well, we had, uh, we broke bread tonight. We did. So that was we cool. Did. And Whoop. I brought a bottle of Vina Alberti uh, Reserva 2008. 
uh, a Rioja red wine. So see, Brandon's already classing up the drink. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like he brought wine. He brought wine. We had communion. It was just. It was yeah. It's a special night. It yeah. is. It really is. It's a very very big night. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, it's delicious. very good. That's a very good wine. I was like, oh my Brandon goodness, is good. I immediately had to run and read the label. <laughs> Like, where where is this? Where's Michael's this first impulse. Yep. Uh, it was it was delightful. Um, with that, we are going to go into the news feed. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go. All right. Yeah. So, uh, did you guys see the fifteen-year-old from Quebec that discovered? An ancient Mayan city that nobody had ever found before. That. I did yes. not. I did not get this. Not just that he disc- in the middle of the Mexican jungle. Then nobody had any clue that it was there. Okay, fifteen freaking years old. He's from Quebec. William Gadori. That's not how you say that. I'm yeah, you surely watched that. Um, William Williams not that hard. I'm going to read this. Just to, this is how he did this. Fifteen. Uh, he reportedly began his thorough investigation by examining 22 Mayan constellations and projecting them onto a map. What? Just wait. Ends in the year 2018. Yeah, yeah which showed the existence of 117 Mayan cities. With this, the 15-year-old found that the shapes of the star formations coincided perfectly with the location of the cities, making him the first to establish this crucial correlation. What? Now, keep in mind... There are dudes in this world that this is their job. Yeah, like archaeologists that are that yeah. study the Mayan civilization had no freaking clue that this so, existed. So, no, hold no, on, no, I'm not done yet. Me. What did you just say? Okay, he found it. He found a city using star maps. Nice. So after this, he went on to find a 23rd constellation, which he found had three stars, but only two coincided with ancient ruins. So there had to be a third city to match. Yeah. And indeed, there I love was. This movie. I've seen it Google before. satellite <laughs> images confirmed there was something that could be the ruins of a lost forty-six hundred-year-old city. Dude, I'm awesome. fifteen years old, and he used star maps. What were I, you doing at fifteen? Fifteen? <laughs> what? Nothing I can mention on the podcast. Exactly. So shouldn't I watch an MTV? I know. 50, is my I was hiding Beavis and Butthead from my. I have a sneaking suspicion that somehow. Nicholas Cage was involved in this. <laughs> when I say 15, this kid looks wow. like he's 9. Oh my gosh, he does not look 15. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh. And this God. is on the Good News Network. If you don't subscribe to them on you Facebook, to, yeah. it is a great antidote to all the crap. Yeah. Good News Network. A young Indiana Jones. Follow them. This kind of stuff's on there all the time. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be up. We'll put this up on the on the feed. Uh, it's, it's insane. Do you know what blows yes. me away about that story? Is that as sophisticated as we are, the fact that the world is so big that there are places that yes. we have still no idea. Right. Yeah. I mean, whenever, whenever a, pl- a plane flies over a place where people are still, you know, holding spears, yeah. and it's like it's the first <laughs> time they've never seen, seen air- people. I mean, it blows me away. How I, I know a guy that does is. work in Haiti, and when they started doing work in Haiti 15 years ago, 15 years ago, he went into a village and they'd never seen a white person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like that's just it's, it blows your mind. Like it absolutely blows your mind. That 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 even in this day and age, as advanced as everything is, that those kinds of places still exist. I would have thought incredible. that Google Cars would have at least made it there. I know, right? Seriously, <laughs> they're, they're already oh, the hacking dude, the dude wearing the, the backpack. backpack. So there's some dude with all the backpack hacking his way through the jungle yeah. right now to get this on on uh, video or just three guys went before him full of like <laughs> yeah I know right seriously riding in the forest yeah, yeah seriously yeah that's yeah, that story that's that blew me away that's, so, that's pretty crazy that's that's mine all right. 
Did you bring anything, Brandon? I did, yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Well, it's it's connected to last week. Okay. Last week's podcast. And so this is from a blog, so it's not a news story. But the um, hilarity value of this is so high <laughs> that it's worth it. And I'm not even going to read the headline. I'm just going to go right into the text. It says, last week I received a kind gift from a friend. She is one of the godliest people I know. My friend is smart, independent, and she loves the Lord. She is not naive. She's a professional, a leader. She's not a crunchy new ager. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag crunchy. I've known her for 15 years. We are super close. The gift is a cool and popular new item that many of my other Christian friends oh, have no. used, especially during times of illness. Oh, no. They are popular with cancer patients who just sit all day in a hospital in hospital beds, bored of Judge Judy. They are sophisticated versions. Wait, how of how what, could you be ju- bored of Judge Judy? Well. <laughs> <laughs> they are adult coloring books. I see them at Bars, Barnes and Noble, Michaels, Craft Store. Mm-hmm. I've seen them in Christian-owned. Craft Store Hobby Lobby. Oh, no. uh, they are coloring books. Innocent. I have no problem with coloring books. I have kids. We color. But I do have a problem with mandalas, oh, which happen no. to be part of the part of most of these uh, adult coloring books. So I just want to give a warning <laughs> to my sweet Christian friends to stay away uh, from mandalas, and I will let you know why. Uh, and it goes on to completely... It's like... You're coloring pretty shades. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Just stick to the get little mermaid. Seriously, if you can study what a mandala really is and why they do it, how, like, how can you possibly be against it? Like, to think that, like, well, the thing that cracks me up is it thinks, like, if you're coloring a mandala, <laughs> all of a sudden Satan's going to jump out of it and rip your face off. Like, and drag you straight to hell. It's like, crazy. It is. I'm not giving the website. I'm not giving the blog site. I'm no, not doing you. anything. Yeah, we won't Let's just that. walk away from yeah, it. We'll just walk away from if, that. If you but... wanted to know why they're running out of colored pencils, that's why. <laughs> because all the Christians, the Christians are <laughs> coloring men dollars. So oh, now we know the whole story. Oh, so if you're gosh. a true Christian, what I need you to do right now. <laughs> I need you to throw your mandala coloring books in the trash. To burn your mandala uh, coloring books and then buy all the coloring pencils so no one else can. That's right. That's right. That's the true Christian thing. That is. It really is. It is exactly what you really want to make a stand for what you're doing. save the children. Oh, man. Save the children. We are the world. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that, Brandon. All right. I've loved the tie in the last week. That's beautiful. Yes, that was a beautiful (laughs) follow-up. Um... Matthew, what do you got there? Uh, okay, this is one of the stories that you just, I don't know what to do with it. Um, so I'm just going to read it, and you guys can go f- from there. So there's a woman who had been blind for 20 years. Have you seen this? No. No. She was blind for 20 years. She had sight. Um, or in 1993, she's 70 years old now. In 1993, gradually became blind after injuring her spine in a car accident. Um, so she knew sight, became blind. Which that sucks because you know what you're, you yeah, know. Yeah. some people born blind like I've heard them talk they don't know what they're like they don't know yeah, what they're right, missing right they can't describe what it is because they don't know right they can't say it's black because they don't have any reference point she knew what it was she said it was just blackness I was fully blind all I could see was blackness she said I was in my living room going over to the door my foot caught on a tile and flipped me I hit my head in the back and hit it on something else maybe the no, fireplace no, no. so she said after the fall which took place in August 2015 uh, she was incapacitated had to wear a neck brace until an operation a few weeks later. 
She was in the hospital recovering from four hours of surgery on her neck when she came around from the anesthetic and realized her sight had returned. Oh, my gosh. I love it. That's just... So, however, in a confused state, she didn't realize what had happened. She said, I looked towards the foot of my bed and said, hey, lady in purple, get me something for pain. I was in so much pain. I wasn't nice, and I'm always nice, she said. (laughs) Uh, My niece said, what did you say? And I realized I could see. They gave me more medication. The next morning, I could see all the trees, the White Houses below from my small window. I I didn't know what to do. I was the happiest woman in the world. It was wonderful. The neurosurgeon said... Um, the restoration of Marianne Franco's vision is a true miracle. I really don't have a scientific explanation for well, it. Well, no, he said, the next time I see a person like you, I'm going to hit you in the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the frying pan, yeah. It will shove you into your fire yeah, pan. He, exactly. he said the one theory for the exceptional story was that the accident could have affected an artery and restricted blood sure. flow to the part of the brain that controls vision. He's thinking of that. Maybe it knocks it loose. Right, but how but does she not? Still, yeah, like... Yeah, it's just nuts. It's one of those stories, like... No, I know. I, I, I don't know what to do with that. No, like, I don't either. I don't know what to do with the interventionist God. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do with that whole... And that's a whole other podcast probably we could get into, but like... That's actually on our list. Yeah, it is yeah. on like, the mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And like, I was listening to... I bought Pete Holmes' uh, newest comedy album, Nice Try the Devil. Uh, you've <laughs> got to get that, by the way. It's, it is... I, I was in tears laughing on the way to Anderson today, driving for work. I was it's in called tears. Nice Try the Devil? Nice Try the Devil, yeah. Um, and, and he talks like he he's talked about that, and I think he talks about. Wait, wait, that. is he's, it nice try the devil or nice try the, the devil. devil? Yeah, addressing the devil. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so I know he's talking about his podcast, or it like could he, be nice. Oh Michael, oh, try the devil. For God's sake, I'm gonna knock you out. <laughs> try the devil. God. It's a good thing I don't sit next to him. Seriously, <laughs> man. And then he just talked about like, what do you do with that? Like, I mean, you. In, in his, he talks about a guy who jumps off the Golden Gate Bridge. And realizes to commit, commit suicide, and he like realizes on the way down he doesn't want to die. And says, "God!" And he calls out to God, and like an otter like pushes him out of the water. What? And he's like, "He's it. like, what do you do with that?" Well, and Science Mike has a story like that. Yeah, his, his story book's is like coming that too. out. Just and it's and he even I mean he was an atheist at the time, and he was like, "I had no idea what to do with it." Like you'll have yeah. to read his book when it comes out. His story is nuts. Or listen to the his interview with Pete Hoist. Yeah, he talks about it on there. But like, I, I don't know what to do with that stuff other than yeah. just go, that's freaking unbelievable yeah. and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, doctors don't know. Yeah, no. You know, every, you can say, I mean, I could sit and say, God did that. I, maybe. I, but then I, it leaves a whole lot of like. It, does, it doesn't answer anything. It doesn't, like, that's because I look at the world a certain way. But yeah. I, I, I think debating it is meaningless. Just oh, going, it's just yeah, going, yeah. that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Hooray for her! Absolutely she amazing. The yeah. remainder of her life—that's so cool. With sight, I mean, that's yeah. After ha- not having it for so long, no, yeah. I mean, and that's the point. It's like, who cares about debating at yeah. that point? It's yeah, like she can see. That's she can see, and that's right? awesome. Yeah, yeah. she that's gets to so enjoy cool. the remainder of her life. That's, whatever year she. I've had left. one situation in my life where something not that crazy, obviously, but crazy enough happened. Um, and I'm not going to bring it up here. It's called Letter to uh, the Skeptics, and it's on my blog site. But it is so completely crazy yeah, insane yeah. that it's one of those that you walk away from just completely shook. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing else that you those can Those kinds do. of things happen periodically. Yeah, you just, there's no explanation. We can say it's a miracle. We can say it's coincidence. But for her, it's a freaking miracle. Yeah. yeah. I, don't think it's, I don't think it should be controversial to say the word miracle. No. Because it doesn't really have... You don't necessarily have to read anything into that. It's a miracle. Well, and I mean, even even like, you know, physicists and stuff like that, like Rob Bell talks about this in some of his stuff, like even physicists now are discovering things that they sim- that simply don't... 
that don't fit with our known laws of physics. Like there are things that happen yeah. in the material world yeah. that do not fit. Mm-hmm. So there is, you've got to leave room for that sort of stuff. Call yeah, it you what do. you, I don't care what you call it. You do. You have to still leave, You have to leave room in the world for mystery. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's good. Just say, things like that are just, just say this doesn't make sense. It's amazing, but yeah. it doesn't make sense. We'll just, I mean, blind people fall all the time. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, but they don't always regain their sight. Yeah. So there's a mystery to this whole thing. It's just, yeah, yeah. you just call it what it is. Yep. It's a mystery and it's amazing. Yeah. That's yes. cool. Very cool. Michael, Thank what you. you got? All right. So I have two. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to stick with two. I, I, I couldn't. That's fine. There's one. I, I can't. One I bought a prop for. The other one. <laughs> the other one is just too good not Michael, to share. Michael, brings, he brings props to something <laughs> that nobody can see. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I was thinking. Um, so, so um, the other one is is um, it's I I feel like I would do a disservice to our listeners if I didn't talk about it. So, the first one is um, the winner of the 2015 Do Us a Flavor contest winner. I know what these are. Lay's potato chips. Yeah. They're, del- they're delicious. They are yeah. the Lay's <laughs> yeah. Southern yeah. Biscuits no, and Gravy I, flavored chips. I swear to you, these taste just like biscuits and gravy. All right, so I like them. I can, I'll say I like them. I can't eat a whole bag of them. I don't know, but yeah, I don't. Know if I what know. about the uh, Vina Alberti? They do. It is a great pairs really well. With, with, I mean, what uh, biscuits wine. and gravy and wine are like the perfect mix. So I have not tried I've these yet. Them, so. so yeah, they're good. You haven't had them? Uh-uh. I like them. I just opened the bag. They do. Well, I didn't know if you. They've been out for quite a while though. They do taste like biscuits. They taste like biscuits. They, taste like biscuits they literally taste like biscuits. And I'm not sure I'd want a whole bag of it. I think the lady, the girl that won this, that designed this, was from Indiana. Huh. I'm almost certain. There you go. Um, it doesn't say not bad. Bit. I would have never bought those. No, I wouldn't so have either. Thank you, Mike. I would have Once never again, though, I don't know that you want a whole bag of them. No, like, I, don't know that I think when I had them, they were in the little tiny personal bags, yeah. and that was about the right size yeah. for that. You can put gravy on these. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a win-win. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's tasty. I, I heard that she was from Indiana, too, but I am on their website, and I don't see no, anything about it's it. It's not a big deal. Let's see where all the other people are from. So, since we're talking about food, um, let me... Is this, yeah, transition. Is this your second thing? This is my second thing. We're going to transition into it. What's your favorite vegetable? Uh, You know, I... Broccoli. Broccoli? <laughs> Believe it or not, broccoli. broccoli. Mine is probably... Steamed broccoli, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. I would say I don't bro- like raw broccoli at all. I, like I would broccoli. say Brussels sprouts. Love Brussels yeah, sprouts. Oh, you, you make some pretty good Brussels I make sprouts some too. really good yeah, Brussels you do. sprouts. I had, the, I had Brussels sprouts for the first time within, oh, really? within the last year. Mm-hmm. And it's my new favorite. They're awesome. They're good. They are my favorite. Right. You got to do it right. Olive, olive oil, yeah. skillet, kind of brown them up go. a little here's bit. The, here's the here's Jeez. the key though. Here's what <laughs> yeah. you have take to do. notes, people. No, do that. That's exactly how I cook them: salt, pepper, olive oil, and a little bit of garlic powder. Yeah, right. Uh, and at the very end, squeeze a lemon over it. Mm. Oh man! Nice. Wow. They're delicious. Uh, he, did, he just went up a level. It's the next level culinary experience. So, what if I told you that there was a way? For you to eat for, Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts right. or yeah. your favorite your favorite vegetable, if, if there's a way for you to eat it like super fast, yeah. like faster than than you normally would be able to, why would you want to though? Why wouldn't you? Maybe. Well, I can think of a number of reasons. If I enjoy <laughs> the enjoy taste, my food. I would like to enjoy it. But if there was a way for you just just, to, just read your story, Michael. <laughs> Gosh. I'm just gonna start by telling you that the article, what this article is called. Oh no. It's called "Here's Why You Shouldn't." Eat corn off of a power drill. I saw this. 
Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. So your mom told you oh. not to run with scissors, but eating corn oh. off of a power drill? That must have slipped her mind. Oh. So there is a video on YouTube That's of this bad. girl yeah. from China uh, attempting to eat corn while uh, a spinning drill um, is going, mm-hmm. and it's it's for she has a, long hair, and you can see where that's tail. going. All right, well, come on, Brandon hasn't even seen it. Yeah, yet. I mean, I have yeah. a weak stomach. And well, it's I, not. It's I, not. I, not I, there's no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I watched it. Yeah, oh, you have seen this, but I, I just yeah. couldn't deal with it. I'm gonna go ahead and play. <laughs> it's it's I was like, so Michael's gonna show it to oh, you anyway. Geez. There's oh right there. Oh, I don't. I, you know what's oh amazing? No, you know what's amazing <laughs> about the She has no reaction. No, she doesn't. That had to hurt like a bastard. Yeah, wow. I cannot wow. imagine how much that hurt. And she, no reaction. It's just yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm Ripped bald now. Lean out of like, my head, yeah. dude. Like clean. She has a complete like, bald spot. Now. Yeah, wow. like clean bald. And it's it's not like a small like quarter size bald. It's spot. like it's it big. is like it's a fist size. The size of a, like a. Oh, I don't know. It's a piece of bologna. Yeah, it, it is. It is. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd agree with that. All the, all the freaking comparisons. This, this man is a poet. Piece of bologna. All the comparisons so we have in the world. So we have renowned author Brandon Andrews and we have Michael. Wow. A piece of bologna. Thanks, Shakespeare. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Um, That's so good. So I already asked my question about it's it. So um, that that was that concludes this. Yeah, that's a, that Man, video that's is bad. pretty terrible. But wow. like, what I noted the first time I saw that, I'm like, I can't believe she didn't yell. Oh. She didn't scream. There's it no reaction hurt, whatsoever. Man. It's just like she kind of feels like, oh, huh. I know the there now. who's holding the drill feels terrible though. Yeah, because they they pulled it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man. Let's uh, stop talking. Uh, about it. It's pretty man. bad. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Oh man. Yeah. With that, we're going into our FUFI section. Further up, further in. That's our reaction. Exactly. That's our yeah. Twelve weeks. There's literally no transition. You realize realize that Richard Richard Moore would be like, guys. Seriously, right? What's going on? Yeah. It's C.S. Lewis. I mean, come on. Further up, further in. FUFI. Um, This week brought to you by our um, Patreon account. So if you want to go further, (laughs) further in. With the pastors, <laughs> support us on Patreon. Oh, that's we'll hilarious. add you to the. Uh, you know, it really yeah. this, this almost feels Podcast. like indulgences. Like we should be forgiving Podcast. sins. It's pretty bad for a certain mm-hmm. amount of money. Yeah, we really just need lusting habit. We really just need new sound equipment. Yeah, and come gear. on, come on. So, um, we were talking about uh, bringing Brandon on, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's an awesome dude, and we all really like him, as we talked about earlier in the podcast but uh, we were talking about what we wanted to talk about what is better to talk about than Ugh. politics right now? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of the hot button topic yeah. isn't it? it will be from here until forever because this election oh, will never, never end, end. Yeah. well the, the next one's the next already, one's gonna start well, in already, December. they've already started Kanye's <laughs> yeah. going uh, for it yeah that's right Kanye. Kanye's running for president might be preferable to Trump Okay. <clears throat> no. Spoiler alert, we know where Brad lands. <laughs> well, I would hope that most reasonable people would. Anyway. So I'm going to throw out some just some questions just to get this this going. So uh, um, who would Jesus vote for? Yeah, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's their next question. This um, is going to be really this easy. This is going to be really short. short. I like the way uh, this is heading. Yeah. Um, who... Um, 
Would who, you like me to ask who, a question? A, if Jesus were running for cabinet, who would be his uh, <laughs> vice president Jesus. candidate? Nobody. John the okay, Baptist. let me ask the question. Paul? <laughs> I'll ask the question. This, this <laughs> might be the week where he gets fired into this time. <laughs> I'm, asking, this <laughs> I'm asking this question, and I, we talked about this a, little, this a little bit before we even hit record tonight was that I don't know where I land on this topic no, this question either. either I waffle on it it honest, honestly depends on the day you ask me should Christians vote yeah uh, because I, I, there's yeah, times I, where I think absolutely not I, I don't know I but then there's times I think well maybe we should I don't know like I I, I am I'm seriously I am literally 100% on the fence on this issue. Well, it I, seems like the predominant voice of evangelicalism would give you a pretty square answer. Right? Yeah, right, <laughs> absolutely. It yeah. is my godly duty to do right. that. Well, and I think that I, I, what I find interesting about this election cycle is election cycle is like with George W. Bush, you had Hi George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Dubs? He's listening to French Ranch. Yeah, um, you had you know Christians lining up behind somebody who was arguably Christian. We'll just there's no we'll, reason to argue whether or not he is. We'll just yeah, we'll leave it at that. Who are we talking about? George Bush. Oh yeah, yeah. W. So with this elect with this election cycle, and even with the last one or uh, the one with McCain and Romney, you really didn't have that, and so you have this. It's, and especially with this one, with Trump being the presumptive nominee for the Republicans, which is generally where Christians vote, the evangelical fundamentalists vote, yeah. you have a guy who is, he's not Christian. Like, no. I don't care what he says. Like, there's nothing. Like, even, he's like, I'm Presbyterian, and the Presbyterians are like, yeah, we yeah. don't really want you. Well, yeah. there's two Corinthians that I was. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, no, but I mean, seriously. But what you have yeah. is this, you have this inter- interesting dilemma they're in now of, because it's generally that voting block that votes you have to vote. You have to and vote. You have to vote this way. And so they're stuck with this guy who is, what, married four times, who who's cheated on cheated every on every he's wife had. he's had, who's, uh, I mean, has just exploited and degraded, and he's a he's a racist, and he's a bigot, and he's a xenophobe, and he's just you know all these sorry <laughs> pounding on the table. He's he's all these things, and like so they have it's either that or they have to vote for Hillary. Yeah, or Who so, or probably isn't much. Which more of a yeah, I mean, so like, so like, <laughs> there, that he is. there's this interesting dichotomy, this interesting dilemma they're in. Hey with, Matt, do you want to note that while we're talking about politics, the clouds are outside? Or because there's literally, literally, there's literally a, a severe thunderstorm <laughs> rolling in right You're now. You're probably gonna hear the thunder because it's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not coincidence. Yeah. No, it's no, not. it's not at all. So maybe we should talk about something else. Yeah. Uh, so how about that? No, Brady, um, let me hear your thoughts. Should Christians vote yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Then you can leave. We're yeah. done. No, yeah. seriously. I, I, I genuinely, yeah. I don't know what it was like when we decided to have you on. I thought for some reason this topic, I would love to know where you stand on what this. What better and what, topics? Let's talk about religion and politics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah. funny thing is, is that if you could pick a topic that I least like to talk about, it's politics. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. See, he gets the message, he's like, oh, son of a crap. I mean, I've only written books on every other awesome topic, uh, and so you pick the one that sucks. So that, no, but this, honestly, yeah. does this not tie into, I no, mean, your first book was about it. the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, completely. So, yeah, that, that, that's That's all sort go. of wrapped up in So it. I, I was thinking about this, because I kind of know, I kind of, I definitely know where I stand on everything, but there's so many caveats before sure. you can even oh, get sure. to this. And mm-hmm. so... You know, I think the analogy of an onion is probably the best way that I could sum it up. Um, 
as you peel back every single layer of it, you're just going to bawl. <laughs> you're going to cry because it's just so bad. But, I wonder where I thought you were going with well, that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty so, apt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really I good. I didn't throw in the crying part. But, you know, <laughs> I think on the surface level, you have, you know, the question about, and this, this is for Christians and Christian consideration, but you have the question of, uh, which candidate? Okay, so it's a real personal thing. And then below that, you have like a political thing. So is it Republican? Is it Libertarian? Is it Democrat? Is it Independent? So there's all these considerations. And then below that, you have like, you know, do I want to support someone who is capitalistic? Do I want to support someone who's socialist? Do I want to, you know, you can keep on going down the list sure. of all of these things and, and you kind of work your way back and you guys are going to have to like promise me not to freak out when I say this. And listeners, just give me a chance because you don't know me. <laughs> sure. But whenever you get down to the very root, kind of the, the center of this onion around which all of these layers surround it, in the middle of it, you have sin. Okay, so I don't... I, well, keep uh, going, keep uh, going. Uh, don't so, check out on yeah, it. Yeah, right. so, so here's the thing is that I'm not talking about sin as a verb, meaning these naughty little behaviors that we do on yeah, a daily basis. Right, I'm, not talk right. I'm talking about like structural like systemic systemic yeah. like at, at the very basis a deep just disconnection from god and so like whenever you have that at the center whenever you have a deep disconnection at the very center and that can be on an individual or it can be on uh, a more kind of collective basis what starts happening is you see that begin to work its way out through every single level could be sure. you know and it, you, that that's why it's so i think it's why it's so frustrating to try to christianize any part of it yeah. right because yeah. you look at it and you say whenever you have man-made systems built upon men who are disconnected from god then at every single level every single layer there is a disconnect from god and one person might say well you know capitalism blah 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 and it's like well you know and capitalism isn't inherently uh, generous, yeah, right? right? Yeah. But on the other side, somebody might say, well, you know, but the, the, the Jesus thing would be to be socialist. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, forcing people to be generous is not really generosity. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think that that's where I kind of come at the whole thing. It's like, you know, I, I, I could sit here and debate Trump versus Hillary. That's, I, yeah, I, I have no right? interest in doing that at yeah. all. But yeah, yeah. I, I think at a real, like, foundational, systemic, core basis like my my biggest thing and, th and this is where i've ultimately landed is like the entire system whether you're talking about politics or corporations or whatever the whole thing is so out of kilter and so disconnected from god so let me keep going add, let okay. me add an yeah, asterisk yeah. to yep. all of this mm -hmm. because you know while you have that going on and i, I want to read a little tolstoy here in a second <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. geek out a little and bit and this is why we have you on <laughs> so let me read the tolstoy and then Do i'll put it, yeah, a caveat sure. in there sure. but you know, if you haven't read The Kingdom of God is Within You by Tolstoy, I I dude, I am telling you, it will wreck your life yeah. completely. I mean, if you think that you're wrecked now, <laughs> you will be wrecked from here to eternity. <laughs> but listen to this. So he says, and I'm not quite clear if we're talking about Tolstoy at this point or William Lloyd Garrison or even another guy um, that they're qu that, that's quoted here. But it says, in regard... Uh, we regard as unchristian and unlawful not only all wars, whether offensive or defensive, but all preparations for war, every naval ship, every arsenal, every fortification. We regard as unchristian and unlawful the existence of any kind of standing army, all military chieftains, all monuments commemorating 
uh, fallen or victory over fallen foe, all trophies won in battle, all celebrations in honor of military exploits, all appropriations for defense by arms. We regard as unchristian and unlawful every edict of government requiring of its subjects military service. Hence, we deem it unlawful to bear arms, and we cannot hold any office which imposes, listen to this, we cannot hold any office which imposes on its incumbent the obligation to compel men to do right on pain of imprisonment or death. We therefore voluntarily exclude ourselves from every legislative and judicial body and repudiate all human politics, worldly honors, stations of authority. If we cannot occupy a seat in the legislature or on the bench, neither can we elect others to act as our substitute in any such capacity. Hmm. It follows that we cannot sue any man uh, at law to force him to return anything he may have wrongly taken from us. If he has his, uh, if he has seized our coat, we shall not surrender him our cloak. Also, rather than subject him to punishment. And basically, they says that every single thing at the base, at a very basic fundamental level, is an abrogation of everything that Jesus said on the Sermon of the Mount. Sure. And so, yeah. like, you know, th- that at the very, so so to answer your question, right? The question is, should a Christian vote? My answer is, you know what? If your motivation is love and you're saying, I'm voting for a candidate because I believe that they are going to stand on the side of the oppressed. I'm going to stand for a candidate who is not going to you know, go into military action, who's, who's going to stand up for capital punishment, who's going to then vote. Mm-hmm. Right. But understand it's not Christian. Understand that the sure, whole system sure. is not a Christian-based system. Sure. There are so many levels of this entire onion that are off-kilter, that's yeah. disconnected from right. God. And so the question is, and this is where it comes back to the kingdom of God, it's like, so what's the solution here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The solution is, and the reason that I personally don't vote, is because I don't want to be divided against anyone on anything. Sure. I, th- the one thing that transcends every layer of the onion is the kingdom of God. Yeah. 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 Because love transcends. One peace, humanity. That's no right. Peace transcends. Sure. Well, this concludes our episode. <laughs> right. And so yeah. we're the three of us are going to say nothing for the rest of this podcast, <laughs> yeah. and Brandon just going to talk. Yeah. My, that I mean, was freaking awesome. Yeah. My favorite part in the Bible is when Jesus goes and votes and then pulls out his machine gun and <laughs> right. tells I mean, everybody yeah. to vote, too. That's when he votes for Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> he gets well, to the end of the... Sermon on the Mount, he's like, JK, dudes, and he pulls out his forty-seven <laughs> and starts mowing Romans JK. down. JK. So, no, I, that's, I, and th- th- this is what I struggle with, because I understand at the deepest level, the whole system is rotten. It's rotten to the core. Yeah. And it never will be anything but rotten. Um, I think that's one of the biggest lies, is that you see this almost more on the, well, I, I guess it's probably both sides, honestly. I was going to say more on the left, but actually both sides have this sort of idea that whoever gets in there, they're going to fix the problem. No. There's no, no fixing. There's no fixing. Because at the end of the day, it's all rotten. So, so some people would come back and say, look, Brad, you're being way cynical. Sure. Um, it, it, the American system is better than the other systems. Right. right? But it's and so still the, 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 the truth is, is that in certain regards, it may be. But you have to understand that there are other things, there are other parts of it that are not. And, and I think that that's where, you know, we talk about lenses so much that we view the world through. Yeah. And I think that this is the biggest indictment of Christianity is that we wear the lens of America and of yes. capitalism, America. right? And, and, and we say, 
America. Don't finish that. And Michael yeah. DRLs. Don't yes. finish that. Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that that's the biggest indictment of Christians is that we have the inability to take off the lenses to see the world clearly, to say the way that I want to see the world is through the realm of God's kingdom, to see people through um, God's reign. And, and I think that that's pretty much the central problem. You know, whenever you look at, whenever you endorse capitalism as God's way, whenever you endorse the American system or the constitution as God's ordained way, there are, there, there are parts yeah. of it that are great. And there right. are parts sure. of oh, it sure. that Jesus would be like, hey, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing that. But you have to understand. But the part where he says you have to be a white male landowner to vote is wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Or, or that you're two-thirds of a human. Right, right, right. right. Sure. So I – and this this is my struggle because, like I said, I, I, I see the whole system is completely screwed and it's never going to be anything but screwed. You know, I, I like President Obama – and I think he, to the best of his ability, I think he follows Jesus. But at the end of the day, he's still droning dudes over in the Middle East. That's right. That's freaking yeah. wrong. Yeah. Right. Like, sure. And and I don't think that any president can possibly get into that situation. Any person get in that situation and truly live out the way of Christ. Not completely. Not completely. No. Well, and so, but 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 yeah, so I, I struggle because I, you especially look at this election, and it seems like there's so much at stake. Um, and I totally agree with what you just said. Totally agree with what you just said. What would you say, like, just playing devil's advocate for a second? You see a guy like, you see a guy like Trump. Okay, so you, let's say, let's just assume it's going to be Trump and it's going to be Hillary because that's probably what's going to happen. So let's just assume it's those two. I don't really care for either of those candidates whatsoever. Exactly. But what I'm torn about is that you see a guy who literally could collapse the entire world. Like, and that's not, I don't feel like that's an that's exaggeration. An exaggeration. Like, so do we have, would we have an obligation, should we have an obligation as a follower of Jesus, even if the other person on the other side isn't necessarily what I would consider Christian, to go, for the sake of the world, we really can't let this guy be president. Yeah, like Before you say something. I, that, so that's my struggle. And that's why, that's why this topic, I'm so... I don't. I don't know what what to. I don't know where to stand well, on this because Dietrich, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, "Silence in the face of evil is evil itself." God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. When you're facing a guy like Trump, who I'm gonna say at the at his at, at the core level, he's saying evil things. And whether he's an evil person, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what Trump is at this point. I don't think nobody knows. knows. But, but like, yeah. so let's just call what he's saying evil. It, it, it is when you're talking about. When you're talking about Mexicans all being rapists, and you're talking, you're belligerent, you're, you're denigrating women, and you're basically, if you're not white male, you're nothing. That's evil. So, I feel like as a Christian, this is, and this is kind of, again, this is where I kind of land on it, but I don't know if I'm 100 percent on it. I totally agree with what you've said. I'm kind of where Brad is. Like, I'm not. It depends on the day. I feel like I have to stand against that because he's sure. he. Yeah, because well, he, the, because he's saying he's saying things that are marginalizing people, like large groups of people, entire religions, entire races of people. He's marginalizing them and pigeonholing them. And I feel like as a I feel like as a as a, as a Jesus follower, I need to stand against that. Even if the other option isn't the best option, 
it's still a better option than what he is. Yeah, and that's where I that's where I struggle because I think when you see somebody that's like, I'm going to install a Supreme Court justice that'll overturn gay marriage. That affects friends of mine. Yeah. Like if that ha- that can't happen. Like we had Alex and Ashley on a couple weeks ago. For, for some, and we love them. I love them so much. Like for somebody, like I feel like it's almost my duty as a follower of Jesus to vote against that. Yeah. Because I feel like it would it would affect friends of mine in so many ways. I one of the I worked at Macy's for a while. Man, one of my best friends there, the guy that I enjoyed working with the most, is a Muslim. So this guy's talking about if he gets in, he's going to kick all of them out. Like that, like that, that affects that. I mean, that affects somebody I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, so where? I I don't know if there's even I, for me. I just don't know if there's an answer. Like I don't know that it's right or wrong. Is the answer not that it's right or wrong to vote as a follower of Jesus, but is the answer to like have the proper perspective about what you're doing? That's and that's what because I, I at the end of the day I understand that really the system's never going to change like it's what we talked about rotten to the core will never be anything else but rotten to the core. Um, and I have absolutely no like even if I like a guy like Bernie Sanders I'm under no illusion that he could accomplish one anything that he's saying exactly. he's going to do he's he still have to go through Congress it's not going to happen none of it. Um, but I feel like. For me to vote in this election would be to vote against certain evils that would affect people that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's where I struggle. Right. Yeah. So so that's what I said earlier is I, I think that there's no wrong answer. And I think that Jesus would say that to us, right? I think that if where we stand is rooted in love and where we stand, you know, is standing on the side of the oppressed or the marginalized or the voiceless or the orphan, or you could go down the list. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Um, The Bonhoeffer thing, Bonhoeffer is like amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've read Life Together. Mm -hmm. I've read... Yeah, it's great. um, That book changed my life. Yeah. Yeah, Life Together was life-changing. And there's the other one... um, Cost of Discipleship. Cost of Discipleship, which is just... And and then I read the autobiography... Not the autobiography. It was the biography of him. Yeah. And I read that. It's like about five inches thick. And I got to the end of it, and I just cried the whole time as I was... You'll never meet, you know, a more amazing man of God who ended up being martyred for standing up. And, you know... There, there is a question that he raises, which is, you know, what is the Christian to do in the face of profound evil? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's a great question. Um, I'll also say that in uh, Tolstoy's book, who would give a great counter to Bonhoeffer, he would say, you know, he would start off <clears throat> on a small level and say, at what point is it okay for a follower of Christ to basically... Um, kill another person based on the threat that they've given. And he would say, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you know, a Christian should not right. retaliate. You should turn the other cheek. You should go the extra mile. You should, you know, yeah. not, not, not resist evil, all these things. And he's like, at what point, how many people do you have to add to that other side before you abrogate the law of Christ, yeah. Christ's law of love to love your neighbor and yourself? And I think that that's the question is like, you know, is politics easy? No. Um, is love always right for you standing up for the people that I said? Absolutely. 
Um, I'll turn the page just a little bit because, and honestly, this could be an entire podcast in in and of itself, but uh, the entire Romans 13, is that what it is? Romans 13 question about um, the way that Christians read it is so incredibly wrong, right? And so it talks about being subservient to the government and being a good a good citizen right and the way that it that we've turned it around within the church is by saying that we need to support everything that the government does that we right. need to support every action that the government has and it's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. uh when was this book written oh it was written during the reign of nero yeah yeah when christians were being killed yeah. and yeah. slaughtered yeah. and oppressed mm-hmm. And Paul's instruction to them was, in the face of adversity, continue the love of Christ. Yeah. It doesn't mean to support yeah, yeah. the policy of the system. Right. It means to stand against it and love despite it. And and so I think that there's a, an element of it where it's like, it is a tough decision. And I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna slam any person if they say I'm gonna go out and vote for Bernie. Yeah. I, I'd probably slam if you voted for Hillary or Trump. But you know that's another discussion. But you know, the truth is, is that at a very fundamental level, we have a serious problem with the entire system. Yeah. And you can't ordain it as Christian. You no, can't support no, it right, as Christian. Right. It is not Christian. It, it never has been and it never no. will be. It doesn't matter what intention you think that they set it up as. It never was. Right, right. And, yeah. and that's the thing. As long as it's killing or mutilating people, as long as it's disenfranchising people, as long as it's pushing people down and oppressing people, whenever you have people working every day of the week and 40 plus hours a week and not paying them anything, it's like, how can you call any of this Christian? Right. Yeah. So, right. so yeah. that's my problem is that do I feel bad about not voting? No, I don't. For sure. Because I don't, I don't want any one person to be an extension of any of it. Yeah. So let me throw this All out right. there. So we, we, are, we are in Periscope right now. And um, one of our viewers on Periscope, uh, Joshua Thompson, love you, buddy, um, <laughs> just um, asked the question is how do we stand against it? So we know it's flawed. What's what's the correct Christian response to a flawed, broken system? You should see Brandon right now. I'm cheering. Woo! I love this question. That's great. Yes. That, that's the fundamental question. And yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the periscope right now. So if you want to hear the answer, <laughs> oh, oh man, down the episode. Bad person. That's old. Sorry, Sorry Josh. Yeah. So <laughs> and, and I'll make it really quick, and you guys can answer as well. But um, you know. Everything about the kingdom is countercultural. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can I stop real quick? For any listeners that don't know where we come from, we talk about the kingdom of God. We're not talking about heaven. We're talking about a here and now present reality. Yes. Yes. We've not got around to the kingdom much. Read yeah. Brandon's first book, Unearthed, or there's other numerous great books as well on the topic of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Find those that talk about it as a present day. But mostly reality. Brandon's. But mostly Brandon's. Well, and, and so for me, it would be uh, <laughs> yeah. Greg Boyd's book. Yes. Um, this is great. Uh, the Myth of a Christian Myth Nation. Myth of a Christian Nation. Yeah. That broke my back. Yeah. All right. That's a okay. Great book. So, and that's what sent me on a trajectory yeah. that I went in, mm-hmm. thanks to him. So the question is, and I think it's a, what a brilliant question. What an absolutely brilliant yeah. question because that's the crux of where the Christian is at because you'll hear the narrative from Christianity is, Stand up, 
Stand up for what you believe. Stand up for the king. Yeah. You know, stand up for Jesus. Stand up for. But it's always against gay rights and abortion. It's sta- yeah. right. That's all it right. is. Yeah. That's all it means. But it's a narrative of stand up, and whenever you, whenever you discover the kingdom, you realize that it's it's a pattern and a shape of picking up your cross. It's a pattern and shape of demonstrating the love of Christ, the love of God to a to a world who is spitting up on you, who is you know hitting you in the face, who yeah. is pushing you down, and it doesn't look like dropping the cross and body slamming and figure four leg locking people into submission or putting them in a camel clutch. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's you love all <laughs> those, those are excellent those are very good references. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That, that is great. I need to incorporate <laughs> that into my writing a little bit. Yeah, more. you do more WWE references, please. It's WWF. It was. I mean, WWF. was it? What a good way to put it. Just like I feel like it should be less standing up and more laying down and dying. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so, but 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 it's so counterintuitive. Yeah, it's it so upside oh, down. Sure. It's so countercultural. It's like Christians would say, "But that's a flawed, stupid system." And it's like, "But that's the way of Jesus." Yeah, yeah read the Beatitudes. Like I'm Richard Gore's, <laughs> like the Beatitudes are what should be hanging on courthouse walls, not that's the right. Ten Commandments. That's right. Like that's right. They are so countercultural. Even today, we don't even get it. Yeah, we, we try to explain him away, like, well, he really meant, like, we try to soften him, and really, like, we do that whole, with everything Jesus ever we said. We do, but I man, mean, like, the Beatitudes especially, those are a punch in the gut. Like, yeah. if you really, really digest those, I mean, it's a punch. Like, That's right. Um, I, I, I actually explain this part of what we're talking about mm-hmm. in the next episode of And Then the End Will Come that's coming out this Friday. It will, this part will be in there. Nice. So look for it then. My mom uh, recently sent me a text. I have no idea why, but um, she asked me what my favorite favorite Bible verse was. Um, <laughs> to which I responded, "The Beatitudes." So, yeah. I think it used to be Galatians two twenty, is what is what she had down. I don't know why she's keeping track. <laughs> She's got it hanging on the uh, refrigerator. <laughs> no, she's, still, she's, up, she's updating his baby. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was saying. That's what it is. Updating yeah. my baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah very I good. don't know. I, 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 man, I still like. I, I think at the end of the day, like, I get all. I get like. I mean, one of my thinking on the kingdom of God started changing and realizing that it wasn't like a someday whatever thing. It was more of a present here and now thing that we were called to bring that kingdom here. Kingdom. Not of tyranny, not of not a theocracy like you think of it, like right. sort of like not a lot top of the, down, yeah, not up. top down but bottom up, right. where it's people laying down their lives for one another That's and right. love and compassion and grace to the marginalized and like when that really started thinking, that's when I really started wondering about this 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 topic. Like, and I, it's been ten years, yeah, and I'm still like I I I voted in the Indiana primary the other day, and the whole time I felt dirty, like I. But at the end, like, but there again, I was sort of, I don't know, like, I, I don't, I don't vote as like, well, this is my obligation. I've never bought into the thing of. Did you vote the Bible? I did, yeah. Uh, I wrote in the Bible. Candidate, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, wow. But I, I've never, I've never bought into the, the idea. I think it's a total farce that where the people are like, well, if you don't vote, you can't gripe about it. Well, yeah, you can, because like. Not voting is a form of voting. Like, yeah. if you think the whole system's rotten, you think all the candidates suck, then not voting is like a protest. Yeah. Like, that to me is just as American as walking in and pulling the straight handle, I'm all Republican or I'm all Democrat or what? Like, unthinking. Un- unthinking. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think yeah. to not vote is a protest. 
is just as American well, as did anything. Did you look down on the Quakers? Right. Yeah, right. I know. Like, right. and so it, there's a lot of t- traditions. I mean, Anabaptist, like, Quakers, like, Quakers like, yeah, like, right. there's been a lot of, tr- of Christian traditions in this country and others that have just checked out of the process altogether. Um, and then I look, and, and this is where I guess struggle so much. It would have been a lot easier. In fact, I, I, I don't, I don't think I did vote in 2012. I didn't. You're a um, horrible person. No, I didn't. Um, for me, that one was easier. But I look at this one and I see, I hear the just straight up evil things coming out of the dude's mouth. Mm-hmm. And I like, and that's where I really struggle. Is like, it's the Christian thing to vote against that. Even if I don't really well, care and, for the person I'm voting for, and I, I, I'm, you know, the whole thing back in the, I, mean, back when, I remember when I was younger, was like, you know, there were like one or two issue voters, abortion and gay rights. Like, those were the issues that Christians cared about. It still is. And it still is, but not, I mean, even back then it was even more pronounced, I felt like. Um, I'm kind of almost like a, like a one issue voter at this point, like. Whoever is standing up for minorities and for the oppressed, like that's where I'm on board. And so, like, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, again, again, the process is broken. We right. know that yes. we've already we've, we yeah. beat that horse till it's dead. But like, I can't stand by and watch some a hole like Trump win this election, and, and and or Ted Cruz or whoever these idiots were nominating, trying to nominate, when they're saying these horrific things about people that I know. Yeah. You know, and we, you've, you've mentioned that earlier, Brad, that, like, I can't stand by and just let that happen. Like, I feel like, as a Christian, I have to stand up for minorities. Whatever that looks like. Whether it's voting, whether it's being an advocate, whether it's doing a podcast and saying, look, gay marriage, it's marriage. You know, like we did, you know, a couple weeks ago. Like, I feel like I have to take stands wherever I can take stands, because if I don't, I feel like... You're not standing up for the marginalized? Yes. You know, and not not in a sense that I like I feel like I'm a failure, but I feel like that's my call as a Christian is to stand up for people who are pushed to the margins. And so to pull all this together, and maybe to give Michael an opportunity to switch gears and fire people into the side, <laughs> which, which is structurally uh, sin at a very basic and fundamental level. Um, are you are you anti? <laughs> you probably should be. Well, the George R. Being Sweet was cool. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, I think to pull this all together and to kind of sum this up, I mean, I think that we all agree that if you get to the heart of the onion where you're completely crying, you realize that every single structure that we have is at its base level just off kilter and and anti-kingdom. It's trash, basically. And and every level that you go out from there, it's like you have to understand that it's not Christian, that it's... You know, it's a broken system. But even in the midst of that, and and I think that this is where I I come down is to say my biggest concern is to hopefully embody the values of the kingdom in such a way where it transcends sides, where it transcends, um, you know, division between people. Because that's one of the more practical things that I see as a problem is that if you say that one side or one candidate is the Christian side and if the other candidate, yeah, right. you know, and it's like you have pit against each other. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like to be to fully embody the kingdom is to unite people around the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of God. And I think that that's the thing is like I want to be a, be a person to be able to speak to everyone. I want sure. to be a person to not... Yeah, yeah. 
you know, create walls of division between the left or the right, the liberal, the conservative, the socialist, the progressive, you know, the conservative, the communist, whatever, because to, honest to God, I'm friends with all of them. Yeah. And, and I think the only way that I've been given an opportunity to speak into any of their lives is to say, I'm rooted in the kingdom of God first and foremost and only. Yeah. And this is what it looks like. Yeah. And, and I think that that's maybe the more practical application here is no matter where you vote on the issue, the question is, are you embodying the kingdom in such a way where you're inviting people into that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. That's a that's yeah. that's a really good place to stop. Yeah, yeah I think so too. We're gonna wrap up that in my yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a that, good uh, yeah. Told you, next yes. level, man. Yeah, thank you so much again for coming out and, and thank you guys. This won't be the last time Brandon's on yeah, this podcast. We opened up a couple thousand cans of worms. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, he texted Brian. Brandon texted me earlier. Like, yeah, we can open up some cans. Like, man, yeah, we're cool with cans. We want your feedback. We want to yes. hear what you say. We Feel free want to, your feedback on to this. troll us on Facebook and and yeah. Twitter. That's Fun. The only thing I would ask your listeners on the feedback is don't just react. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let because let, this is a tough topic. Yeah, yeah, it's let, a hot button. Let this sure. sit on you, let this weigh on you, let the words permeate inside of you and and marinate within you. How do you like that? Um, <laughs> but but don't be reactionary. Yeah. Because I think that, that that's that's where we've been. That's where we are right we, now. We know, that's too much we of that know crap. the narrative. Yeah. We know the talking points. We know the reaction. Let's have a good discussion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for we're sure. on board with that. Very, very cool. All right. So now we're going to go into. Can we just make him a fourth member? Yes. <laughs> can we just, can we just do we that now? It's like an hour away. It could be an issue. But. Um, <laughs> so there's a, a few different sections of the feedback I'm going to get into. Brad asked a question, so we got to get some of the feedback on the question he asked. Um, and uh, But first of all, first and foremost, uh, I just want to point the finger at, at Matt and Brad. You guys were wrong. I was right. Oh, no, you were right. Was, but yeah. the, Mormon, the you were right. Mormons yeah. actually I didn't. Believe. I don't think I ever said you were wrong. I wasn't. I, I honestly, you stood by something. No, I will. I said. <laughs> I, I, I did. I not said, vote was to vote. I think I was the one that said, I don't, I don't think it was you actually the Mormons. You both laughed at me. No, I, you're what? Okay, I in our defense, we always laugh at you, so that doesn't say much. So the Marvins do believe that uh, Jesus came yeah. and visited the Native Americans. I, I had heard that. I didn't know it was the Mormons, but I had heard that there I, was something yeah, I along those So I'm yeah. new here, but is this the point where you invoke the hashtag Michael's Whale Mouth? Yes. We're getting to that. <laughs> That's at the end. We're getting to that. Yeah. Yeah. We will get to the... Which people are still using, yes. by the way. Brandon used it this using. week, and I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it it is the more so the first person who said it um, there were tons of people who, who pointed it out to us was uh, Greg Platt on Facebook who said mm -hmm. it is the Mormons and they even sell offensive action figures about it so oh. I didn't, didn't look that I'll up I'll be but, getting on Amazon yeah, allegedly there's offensive action figures I'm guessing figures. you can't find that on Amazon okay <laughs> who knows it's on there's the dark web on, Michael will find it's on the dark net yeah, Michael will find it for us um, so um, that's the first four. So I get that out of the way. You guys are. Uh, I was wrong. Failures. I'm fine with admitting. Yeah, I'm fine. Sure. All right, now yeah. to the music section where um, you ask what people's theme songs were. So Not theme songs. Motivational well, their motivational last mile yeah. song. Um, hey Sam Blair said, "I like OK Go for motivation, uh, but for the last mile, I need Prehistoric Dog by Red Fang." I listened to it. It's never, very motivational. It? Yeah, I've never heard there that. were some good ones. Yeah, I, I don't think them. any of the ones. I don't think I'd heard. I don't of think any I heard of any of them. I was amazed. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alex Roper said, "At Pastors Podcast, Killing in the Name gets my vote." Oh yes, yes, of absolutely. August Blondall says. Uh, I Have the Tiger, Bam, yeah. Last Mile Song. Yeah. Also, anything by Thousand Foot Crutch. 
Yeah, and have no words. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever heard that band. I've I'm not sure them. I have. I'm I've glad heard to say I, I, I don't think I'm not I've sure ever I have. intentionally yeah. listened to I don't them. think I, I don't know that I have. I just assume, just based on the name, that they're trash. Um, <laughs> just, wow. Just kidding. And Michael's a terrible uh, Sarah Kate Swanson at Moonbright Farm said, My motivational music is Black Alicious's album. I listened to a little bit of that. Blazing Arrow. It's pretty good, actually. I'd never, it's not I'd bad, never yeah. heard of that in my life. Yeah. 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 Adam Whosoever, friend of the podcast, Adam Whosoever. Um, <laughs> Benefactor of the podcast. Yes. Um, said his uh, pump song always gets him juiced, and uh, I forgot to write down what the song was. <laughs> oh, shoot. I totally... And he's no longer a benefactor yes. of the podcast. Uh, uh, follow him on... At, Adam whosoever, A-T-O-M, and you will... Adam, feel free to make uh, liberal use of Michael's well mouth. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a punishment. Yes, you are allowed to do that. Um, but I don't I don't know where it's at. Um, and then we also got some feedback on Matt's picture. So, I'm yeah, sure we got a lot of feedback on Matt's picture. <laughs> Mike King said yes. Bible in hand, nothing says I don't go to parties quite like this pic. Um, <laughs> I did not go to parties. Uh, Nick Randall says, legit thought uh, Legit thought this was 12-year-old Peyton Manning. <laughs> Mo- Molly Kirk said, this is the I'm never getting laid postcard. <laughs> Hashtag Bibles before hoes. Yikes. And then, that is such a great if he, comment. If anybody knows Molly, that yeah. does not surprise you. That is so good. And then my wife said, uh, uh, I see you've been barn again. That's great. She always brings things back in. I love it. To follow up on the sarcastic centers from last week, uh, they said that there was some confusion about Driscoll, and they definitely didn't mean to defend Mark Driscoll. Um, And they said they're not a Driscoll fan. So good, we can respect you again. (laughs) You have our respect, Mike. And then some other uh, random podcast our our comments were uh, Taylor uh, Gam, the guy who did the TED Talk, uh, said yes, you can just work around on a TED stage. Uh, hashtag highbrow shit. <laughs> Scrap paper theology said good riddance, Star Jar Binks. Best fu- sun firing yet. Hashtag alien Jesus. Or is it hashtag Michael's whale mouth? It's, it's always, always hashtag Michael's whale mouth. And then Nathan Miller um, at Nam Way Design uh, wrote us and said hashtag do you even lift Jesus? This or- Organian? Organian? Oregonian. Oregonian. Uh, wants to try Coffee Cube, don't fire into the sun. Uh, if you send, seriously, send your address and I will mail you some Coffee Cubes. Yeah, I haven't yes. eaten them, so I, I honestly will do that. That's only for that guy, Brad. Only yeah, only for him. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody else. else. Yes. We no don't care. We don't want I don't have that many of them left, but I do and have enough that I can send him a package. I almost forgot. we we got to do five-star reviews. So we've got three of these. Uh, um, the first one is Truth from Three Good Dudes by Jeremy.Page. I know Jeremy. Yeah, I know Jeremy. Yeah, very good good guy. He comes to, to my work a lot and hangs yeah. out. Yeah. Um, he says, you'll never hear more honest and genuine commentary on the Bible, the church, life, music, politics, and general tomfoolery. There's a lot of tomfoolery. Also shenanigans. Yes. Thank you, Jeremy. We appreciate you. Um, and then... Papa G ninety nine said, "Kudos on uh, name. That's a great name." <laughs> said, "Always a good laugh and a thought. Always good for a laugh and a thought." Sorry, I can't read today. It says these guys made me laugh out loud at work in a quiet office setting. <laughs> Thanks, thank you all. Thank you. Thank you for all the dirty looks, bastards. <laughs> um, appreciate. Also. Um, 
it, they have some great insights. You may not agree, um, but they explore the hard questions. And then the we're, most, gl- we're glad to disrupt your workflow. Whatever we can do to help yes. you out work, we're, we're right. glad and to do that. Yeah. That's great, yeah. <laughs> and then finally, this one's called Finally, period, uh, by Isota, I-S-S-O-T-T-A, said, sure. this podcast was such a pleasant surprise. First of all, I had to check it out because of the name and wasn't disappointed. I listened to the Human Bible for my first episode and really appreciated it. In a sea of afraid to think literal Bible readers, this was an oasis of well-reasoned and meaningful discussion. It's also very funny. If anyone is looking for a decent reflection upon matters of the Christian faith that is equally hilarious and thought-provoking, this this podcast is worth checking out. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Are, you guys, are you guys sending her the complimentary tickets to the uh, Noah's Ark at the Creation Museum? Oh, man. That's on my list of things to talk about. Yeah. The freaking Noah's Ark at the Creation Museum. Paid for by the taxpayers of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Poverty? It's poverty. We have a giant freaking boat. <laughs> right. Should have spent it on L8. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so disagree with that. again, thank you again for the five-star review. Yes. Feel free to keep them um, coming. Thank you. Keep them coming. Rate us on iTunes, five stars. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You get it very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we'll read your thing online as long as it's yeah. a five-star review. Um, or a good review. We'll just take a good review. A good review, yeah. yeah. Well, as long as it's five stars. <laughs> We, we won't read the four stars. <laughs> we won't read the two stars. We I don't want to limit people. No. I mean. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, again, follow us on social media. Um, before we get to the social media, let's talk about our hashtag. Um, I have a list. <laughs> yeah, that's my reaction to it generally. generally. Yeah. All right, so we, we give you a hashtag every week. We don't talk about this nearly enough. So And by uh, the way, we don't ever know what Michael's hashtags are going to be until he reads them out. Yes. Like, um, well, some of them you have influence on. You say, yeah. hey, that should be a hashtag, and yeah. then I write it down. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but the reason why we create a hashtag is so that you can uh, interact with us on social media. Mm-hmm. So we know that you're reading, that you're listening all the way through this long, long, long podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so here are the, the options. We got uh, hashtag vote the Bible. <laughs> seems like it's seems like it's right in the face. See, I'm, the problem with that is I feel like there's yeah. actually probably one about yep. that. That can't, right. be, yeah. that can't happen. Um, hashtag um, updating the baby book. <laughs> uh, hashtag Jesus mowing Romans. That's a, that's a, that's a bad. That's a Brad uh, hashtag. Jesus mowing Romans. Um, <laughs> We've got uh, hashtag crunchy new ager. And then lastly, hashtag piece of baloney. <laughs> I'm going I'm going crunchy new ager. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's an obvious that's one. Fantastic. All right, so if you made it this deep into this podcast, uh, hit us up on social media with hashtag crunchy new ager. Uh, <laughs> On By Twitter. the way, I don't remember who did it on Twitter. The best tweet we've ever received 
was this oh, week. Oh man! Somebody put it was last week, I think. Whatever. I think it somebody. It was a meme, and it had a, a humpback whale <laughs> cresting out of the water, and it just said Pinkerton is Weezer's favorite out <laughs> best album. Hashtag Michael's whale. Album. Yeah, I laughed so hard. Whoever did that, man, you were an honorary pastor. Oh, that it was good amazing. Stuff. As you can see, I d- neglected to put that into the feedback section. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Brad. That was amazing. I think oh, what? How many, how many weeks are we out from Michael? I don't know. But it's Four still or five being, weeks. It's still, still being used. It's enough. <laughs> it's over. It's, no, it it's, it, 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 it's over, Krill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's over. Michael's well with Michael Eats Krill. Oh, boy. Okay. Hashtag Crunchy New Ager. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter, we're at Pastor's Podcast. We're never going to finish this episode. Always <laughs> um, remember. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, at Pastor's Podcast. Pastor's with an E. Uh, Brat. Brat. Brat? Mm. Brat? What is your, what is your Twitter? Polly named Brat. <laughs> no, Polly named Brad. All right, Matthew. Polly named Brad. Brandon? No, you're not. You're Polly, Polly named Brad. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you'd like to talk to Matt, do at Polly named Brad. Brad. <laughs> I'm just Brandon Andrus. At Brandon Andrus. A-N-D-R-E-S-S. Yep. All right, and then uh, hit us up on Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Again, Patreon, support us. Thank you to uh, Scott Drickle for the wonderful, wonderful music. And now is that time where we fire somebody into the sun. I have no idea who it is. Yeah, it's going to be I don't either. Uh, Matthew's throwing this one up. I'm so scared right now. Into the sun. I'm all alone. <laughs> all right, here we go. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. DC Talk! <laughs> it had to be, it had to be. Yeah, it had to be them. Oh, <laughs> oh. sweet, oh, <laughs> ready.